Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat, we're going to consider the why and the how of moving out of the HR trenches and into a consulting role. We're also going to talk a wee bit about AI and how that will continue to change the HR function over the coming years. My guest this time is Ben Eubanks, an HR analyst, author, fellow podcaster, chief research officer at Lighthouse Research and Advisory, and most recently, founder of the HR Tech Awards. Ben operates as a human capital management industry analyst, helping companies and vendors with strategy, content, and more. He has been a speaker for around a decade at events such as the Sherm Annual Conference, ATD Tech Knowledge, and the HR Technology Conference. Previously, Ben worked as an in-the-trenches leader, these are his words, in-the-trenches leader in the HR field, within smaller organizations, government contracting firms, and the nonprofit sector. This means, says Ben, that I've had my hands in pretty much everything at some point, whether that's recruiting, benefits, training, employee relations, executive coaching, and the rest of the spectrum you run across in an HR shop. Ben, welcome to the show. Bill, I am so glad to be here. Really looking forward to the conversation, sir. I always get a little bit nervous, Ben, when I'm interviewing another podcaster, so please go easy on me, okay? I am making notes over here, and I'll send them to you when we're done. How about that? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Sounds fair. Um, So beyond my reintroduction there, Ben, please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and what you get up to. Oh, goodness gracious. So I think the biggest thing about me is I'm a huge research fanatic, and not just research for its own sake, but for what what it helps us do. And I I read so much about... um, from Daniel Pink, you know, Ruha Benjamin, Chip and Dan Heath, these people that are digging into what makes us tick as humans at, in our home lives and our work lives. And I just love uncovering those kinds of things. And uh, we're doing some research on those kind of things right now, actually. I'm not get so excited about because I want to understand that and then use that to personally, right, uh, selfishly make my own work better, but also make work better for the people that I get to serve in the HR trenches. Um, enjoy reading, writing. I have four kids, 10 and under, so I'm, I'd like to think, think I'm good at time management. Who knows? Uh, and then my favorite way to work through problems, de-stress, is to get out for a run and just stretch my legs. So that's a little bit about me that is not in the bio. Four kids. You must be a very, very busy chap, Ben. Oh, my goodness me. And uh, My, my <laughs> wife, the saints. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can completely relate to that, by the way. Uh, going for a run is my big way of, of, of relieving stress as well. And listeners, if, if you're not into going for a jog, Think about taking it up. It can it can really give you a new perspective and help you chill out a wee bit. Okay, so um, I'd like to hear from you now. Why why make that jump out of out of the HR trenches as, as you as you mentioned and and into consulting? What would you say to others too who are who are out there at the moment and thinking about doing the same thing? So when I got my first job in HR, I. I'm a, again, I'm a researcher. I just said that a minute ago. I'm a planner. I love to know things. And so I started digging into doing some researching on what does it take to be good at this? And unfortunately, I couldn't find anything back then. All the content, all the searching, it led me to things like how to build your HR strategy and how to select HR technology. And those things were not helpful for someone in their very first HR role. And so I started writing about what I was learning, what I was doing on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis and sharing those things out there. And I felt someone else behind me that's coming in, you know, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, will find those things and it'll help them in a way that I couldn't be helped by what was out there. 
so I was writing and researching and and uh, speaking a little bit on the side all along. And then I had a chance where someone said, hey, do you want to do it full time? And I just like, if I hate it, I can always go back into HR because I love this, love this, this job. Uh, at the time, I was working in an amazing company for a great leader, best boss I ever worked for. So it was a, a big leap to do that. But I wanted an opportunity to make a bigger impact. I, at the time, I was thinking I can I can love on and care for and support the people you know that are the souls and the, the families that are under kind of my purview here as an HR leader, or I can do this and step out farther. And that's why I ultimately did that and have really been thankful for that, that decision. Uh, looking back in hindsight, it's been the right choice. If someone is thinking about this, if you're like, okay, well, you know, that's for you, Ben, what about me? There's always room for people with passion that want to make this space better. That's what I always say. There's always a, a way to, to do that, to contribute. If you are really excited about something, go for it. I met a lady last year who of all things, like I love compensation and um, really doing like equity analysis and things like that. And so she started her own firm on the side, just doing that a little bit. And then the last year, we know that diversity and inclusion has been a bigger conversation. So she's actually now doing that full time. That's what takes all of her time. And she, she quit her day job to do that. So there's always opportunities for you to find something you're really passionate about and dive into that. Um, make sure you pull the boat close to the dock work work on it part-time before you jump out full-time but um it's there's a lot of opportunity there and i'm always talking to people on a regular basis that are trying to think through those decisions so if you have a question i'll make sure at the end we'll let you know how to find me and you can ping me and, and ask about your situation i love that approach ben um i i, I remember when I, when I started my career gosh i don't know coming up to 15 years ago and, and at that point when uh when things were still moving online th there are a lot of companies out there very protective about their IP and very protective about uh, knowledge sharing, but that's never been my approach. It, it, it should be about sharing knowledge and, and helping others because you know there, there is enough out there for everyone if, if it's done in the right way and it's through collaboration. So kudos to you, sir. Now you you write guides and you develop courses to help HR pros to, to be better at what they do with, with a key focus around HR certifications, of course. But for others out there, uh, who are now thinking about moving into HR consultancy. Can, can you share some of the key things to consider when, when setting out to create and tailor courses to, to help educate HR pros and leaders? So one of my lifelong uh, kind of sayings is if someone asked a question three times, there's an opportunity there. There's a market there. So um, again, the, it was purely by accident. I fell into this, this area of helping people with certification. I started writing about what I was studying back when I was trying to get certified myself because I was, I wanted to hold myself accountable. I knew that I would not be a great studier. I'm a crammer, right? I'll wait till the last minute. And so I was like, I'll, I'll start writing about this and sharing out there. And, and that created the opportunity for me to, to help others. And I realized when I kept getting questions from people like, well, what tools did you use? Or how did you plan your study sessions? And how did you, all the little nuances around preparing for that, I was like, okay, there's an opportunity there to start putting some things together and helping people. And so look for those kinds of things. All of us have our, I'm, I'm naturally, I don't know what, what it is about me. My parents ran small business. So I have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit where I'm looking for those gaps, those friction points, those opportunities to, to fill a gap and help people. And so that's, that's kind of just a sense that I have. But all of us, if we stopped and thought about the, the work that we're in, the world that we're in, with the woman I mentioned a minute ago, like looking for those those things that we that people need help with that, that do this work. 
you'll find something in there, make a list of 10 things and find the one that you're most interested in. So that's how I got started with the certification stuff. We're actually doing some other things now that I'm so excited about. We're, we're building a tool right now called HR Fit, and it's an assessment tool that's not just not just like anyone off the shelf, because it's actually tailored for helping people like me, right, like the people listening to this, find out what, what HR job might be best for you. Is it a job? Is it a, you know, being a consultant yourself? Uh, what, what's your work style? What kind of culture best fits you and the kind of way you want to work? So I love looking for those ways to help people find better fits in their career. The certification piece is you know, obviously an extension of that. And just find a problem. Find a way to solve that real problem, and people people will be interested in, in working with you. Okay, now listeners, you can probably tell by the the perfect quality in in Ben's voice here. In addition to the fact that he's got a lovely accent, by the way, he's probably using something like a sexy <laughs> Yeti microphone or something like I use. T- tell me about your podcast then um, that you that you use that sexy microphone for. Now it's called We're Only Human, and uh, I'd like to hear from you. What wh- why is the the underlying message? work is still fundamentally about people. Why do you push that message so hard, Ben? When I think back to my experiences working in HR, I, the things that made people come to me and say thank you or people that were excited about me being the HR person at their company weren't because I wrote a great message about open enrollment right, or because we went through this big recruiting spree or anything like that. It was they had a really tough time and I was there to help them with their insurance when their spouse had cancer or we, Hey, our house got, dist- I had an employee whose house got destroyed by tornado the day he started with us. And we, we banded together. Everybody donated some leave to make sure he had enough leave to take care of his family before he had to actually start doing work with us. And he didn't have that expectation, but we went above and beyond to do those kind of things. That human connection is what makes a great HR leader. And that's the thing. Yeah, we'll talk about technology. You know, I love talking about the tech side of things. I love talking about what the tools can do for us, but they can't replace that human component there. And so the, the podcast is so much fun to dive into conversations, again, just like the one you're, you and I are having now, where we understand what are those human elements? How do we pull those out? How do we emphasize those and highlight that in a world that's more automated than ever? Right? There's more tools, there's more technology in place. There's all this disruption around us but there are opportunities to insert that human and embed that in the work. And that's what really excites me and gets me up every morning. Now, the new, the author of a book called Artificial Intelligence for HR, Use AI to Support and Develop a Successful Workforce. Talk to me a bit about the lessons it offers to empower HR pros to, de- to better leverage AI to improve efficiency and maybe develop a, a talented and productive workforce. So if you think about your to-do list, as an HR leader, you've got this laundry list of things you've got to accomplish. And the very first thing on that list is probably something that's not very fun, right? We've got to take care of these compliance things, or we've got to investigate this claim, or we've got to look for these, these candidates to recruit. But at the bottom of that list are things like build a better HR strategy, make sure our culture is really aligned to the values that we want to emphasize in the world, make sure that we're doing great coaching for our leadership or building a bench strength of talent. And so those things that are really important often get pushed down that list. And the thing that excites me about AI is it's going to help us to knock off some of those things at the top of the list that, you know, the routine stuff, some of those things that take our time, that don't really add a lot of value from a human component, uh, updating someone's address and taking care of their elections for their 401k and those kinds of things. That stuff doesn't make anyone excited, right? Think about a minute ago, that human connection. 
And it emphasizes those opportunities we have to step in and support people, to take care of them, to give them the things that they need from an HR perspective. So that's what really excites you about AI. There are some, some amazing tools out there. Again, I'm a, I'm a bit of a tech nerd, very much an optimist there. I believe there's a lot of opportunity there to, to minimize bias, to make things more human, to scale these really great experiences across whether you're, you've got 100 people, you've got 100,000 people, it doesn't matter. Where there's opportunities to leverage those tools and to create better experiences. And that's, that is such an incredible future that I'm envisioning for us that we get into HR because we love people who want to support them and support the business. And these tools are going to allow us to be more people focused than ever before. I, I get you. I, I hear what you're saying, but there are a lot of listeners out there right now who maybe they don't worry that it's going to be a dystopian future like you might see in, say, Terminator, but they're still worried. <laughs> <laughs> they're still worried that um, that the, the, the augmentation uh, brought on by AI to, to the augmentation of the, of the HR function is is happening at such a fast rate that they won't be able to keep up and they're worried about their jobs. To, to, for you, to what extent do you think that AI will augment and replace traditional HR functions such as hiring, payroll, and onboarding in, say, in say the next five years? Some of those things will absolutely be automated. And I'm going to go ahead and say thank goodness for that. None of us get up in the morning so excited, so thrilled to go through 300 resumes and find the five we're going to call or to go through and look at 150 lines on a payroll spreadsheet trying to find the two or three errors that are in there None of us get excited about those kinds of things. And the research show that machines are so much better at that type of job, but they're really bad at things like building connections, at being creative, at collaborating with other people. And those are opportunities, again, for us to really emphasize that human piece. So going to that list kind of visual, the things that those algorithms can't do, wonderful, because that's the things that we are great at. Coaching leaders in the business, helping them to, to be better at serving their teams and serving the organization, be building this amazing culture, those things we can't automate. We can't hand that off to an algorithm. So if you're one of those people who's read the headlines, you can't avoid them. You've read the headlines. It might be the Terminator future. It might just be the one where, where we're all replaced by some sort of bot in the next five years. That's what we keep hearing in these, these predictions and things. But the truth is none of the tools that I've seen, and I've, I talked to over 300 vendors in the HR technology space a year, None of the tools that I've seen is going to replace 80% of the job that we're doing like that, right? At the snap of a finger, it's not going to happen. Those don't exist yet, and they may never exist. The, the data show from McKinsey and other organizations that do the research, they show that the more unpredictable something is, the harder it is to replicate, the harder it is to use a tool or use a system to automate that. And one of the things I think back to the very first time I was trying to get my first HR job and I was actually just emailing people through their career websites, like, just tell me what you know about HR because I had never met anybody who worked in the field before. I got my degree in it, but I had never worked in, you know, met anyone. And one of the things that really resonated was everybody I talked to, I said, what is your average day like? And I'm like, goodness, I come in and it's different every single day. There's something unique. There's something, you know, new or surprising. And that sort of indicator leads us to leads me to believe that AI is not going to easily replace any of us that are doing this work right now. 
Phew. Okay, then I'm gonna take my chill pill and stop stressing about it. So <laughs> <laughs> now then, we're, we're coming towards the end of the interview already, Ben. Um, before we wrap things up, two more questions for you, and I'm gonna challenge you big time on the next one. Uh, in 90 seconds or less, okay? I want you to talk to me a bit about uh, an awards that you founded. You, you founded uh, the HR Tech Awards last year in 2020. Uh, terrible year. Um, you, you founded the, the awards in 2020. There are plenty of other awards for HR tech folk and, and in that sector already of course so uh, tell me honestly what, what's what's different about yours why did you start it and what, what's unique with the hr tech awards we really wanted to be more targeted and to create a resource that helps hr leaders when they're thinking about making a buying decision so it's not just a we're going to hand out 300 awards right everybody that that shows up gets gets a trophy that's not the approach we want to take we want to be really specific so if you are a small organization and you're looking for a tool to help with performance and talent management we have a category just for that and you can go in that direction or if you're a large enterprise and you're trying to screen 10,000 candidates a year or 100,000 candidates a year for your jobs we want to give them an opportunity to to show how they do that how they did it well so we found these really targeted use cases and we highlighted the firms in those awards that are doing that really well. Ben, that was like 50 seconds. Wow, okay, very good, very good. <laughs> and, and just finally for today, how can our listeners uh, connect with and learn more about you? Is that through email? Is that through LinkedIn? I think that's how you and I connected. Uh, maybe you're on Twitter, maybe you're really cool and you're on TikTok. Tell, tell us more how, how they can learn more about you. So the I am very, very present on LinkedIn. I run a live stream show called HR Tech Talks there every week. And so I'm, I'm very present on LinkedIn and you can connect with me. Love, love connecting with amazing people um, like those that listen to this show, um, Bill. The other way you can find me if you want to find a hub for all the kinds of things we talked about today and some of the other things we didn't even get to, um, vbenubanks.com will get you there and you can you can learn more. You can dig deeper and you can reach out there as well. Wicked awesome, Ben. Wicked awesome. That just leads me to say for today, Ben Eubanks, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Wonderful. Thank you, Bill. This has been so much fun. And listeners, until next time, as always, happy working and please do stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.